You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jarek's here today. How's it going? Are you asking me or are you asking everyone else? I'm just asking everybody else. I haven't talked to everybody in a while. I was going to say, you live with me. Yeah. So, Katie couldn't come in to record today, so Jarek is stepping up and hopefully has been reading my notes as I've been doing them. I have not. Good. Well, I'm going to jump into announcements. Because I don't know what our before talk banter is like, you and me. We haven't recorded in a hot minute. Yeah. We could talk about our day. We could talk about... Our day that we've spent together. Yep. <laughs> I guess if anyone is new on the show and doesn't know, I'm Hannah, obviously, like I said. Jarek is my husband, and mm. he is our producer slash editor, and he steps in when we have a last minute situation <laughs> where Katie, my co-host, cannot record. Or if the computer decides to lose the recording and we yeah. need to make last minute changes. <laughs> so, and Katie and I famously wait until the very last day possible to record. So, and she had a little emergency come up. So, this is what we're doing. Okay, our first announcement is that we have a new patron. His name is Timothy. You're getting two shout outs because obviously we're going to give you one when Katie's back. But thank you so much for becoming a patron. We obviously love you and really appreciate your support. And I have sent you a message on Patreon. So check those and then we will get your little goodie package with um, stickers and all that good stuff on the way. My second announcement is that I think we have a ghost in the studio. I think she's making it up. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. You as in the listeners, not you as in Jarek. Yeah, I already know. All right, so I was sitting in here yesterday, here as in our home office that is also where we record, and I was just typing away on the computer, and the back door wasn't open. The back door's right next to our desk, and the heat was on, but, like, it was not, like, it wasn't blowing hard enough that the curtains were moving. Like, the curtains are also right next to the air vent. And all of a sudden, the ceiling fan just started kind of slowly rotating. The first time I noticed it, I thought, so I had turned off the fan like a while ago and I had to think, did I turn it off like a few seconds ago or several minutes ago? It was several months ago. So I stopped the moving with our my duster that reaches up there. And then I kept working and then like a little while later it started again just on its own. And so, oh, and also I will preface with, I rearranged the bookcase. I noticed. Yeah. I, I watched you start. The corndoles are up there. Yeah. So I put all of our corndoles. Um, you probably moved something well, that's that what, upset the balance of things. That's what I'm thinking. I moved our little nun doll um to the back what else did i move uh i moved that could potentially have something attached to it i moved abe to the back yeah most of these things have come from i moved this little doll over here 
But the, but the crystals down here, though, next to the whiskey bottle, should be preventing all that because of well, good energy. And I moved a crystal up here. Anyways, oh. so it started again, and so I asked it to please stop <laughs> and told it that, and then I was like, I'm going to make a joke because I want the ghost to know that I'm funny. And like me. And so I said, I'm not a fan of what you're doing. Everyone get it? And it stopped. And then when, right when you came back from your walk with Kelly, it started again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could hear me in here talking. But no, I, but I remember but I was you saying, watching me out the window but like I was, a creep. But I was telling it, it started up again. And I was saying, no, 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 remember, please stop, please stop. And it stopped. And it hasn't done it again, to my knowledge. Yeah, it probably does it while we're sleeping. So. Well, anyways, that was the first, like, legit kind of ghostly thing that I have actually caught. Mm, I told you my first ghost thing a while back, and you still don't believe me. about In the, the house? Pic- yeah, about the picture falling into the middle of the living room. Yeah, that's true. I, and you I were kind all, of forgot about that. Yeah, and you're like, no, it slid there. And I'm like, no, it, it was a... <laughs> fall and a smack not a fall smack and slide well to be fair i was having an anxiety attack when you told me about that yeah well i just kept adding to it (laughs) all right so what do you have for me today all right well we're going a little not different but katie had requested last week (laughs) do you know what this is about no okay why are you laughing though so jarek's wearing a shirt that i got him for his birthday yeah do you want to tell everyone? No, no, no. Go ahead. It? You're looking right at it. It's got the bog monster of Louisiana on it. Yeah. Who is the bog monster from Louisiana? <laughs> Which is Sal Volcano from <laughs> Impractical Jokers. Jokers. Yeah, I broke it out. I've been wearing my cloak the entire time, hiding it. It's just him dressed up as a bog monster. But it's appropriate because Katie requested a cryptid episode because mm-hmm. I've done some dark ones lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, I, I edit them. So, today I'm going to tell you about the Popelik monster. I am ready for the Popelik monster. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Sticker. Man, I'm finding all kinds of things. A dollar, a sticker. It's been a good day. I bet you it's the ghost leaving you little presents everywhere. (gasps) Thank you. Oh, that would be so cool. Like a crow leaving me stuff. Also, we're drinking water today. Staying hydrated. So, Popelik Creek. <laughs> Popelik is the name of a creek in Louisville, Kentucky. And it likely got its name from a mineral lick in the area. Do you know what those are? No. I had to look them up. Have you heard of a salt lick? Yeah. Okay. They're like natural deposits of minerals mm-hmm. that occur like within the earth. And animals will come lick them to get the m- uh, minerals so it's, that they it's need. just a regular mineral lick then right but they're yeah. like so they're common in the area and then william pope was one of the founders of louisville so they're thinking pope lick i think it's a terrible name yeah. you could have come up with several other i did probably. not imagine this was going the way it was going <laughs> I, I thought this was just gonna be I didn't know it was going to be somebody's name. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. The monster doesn't do any licking Mm. that I'm aware of, that I read about. Okay. So, 
important to the story is that there is a train trestle. Do you know what a train trestle is? Just a regular train track. Well, it's a really high bridge. Yeah. So the Popelick train trestle runs over the creek. I have a picture for you for that. Yeah, where's my dossier? Sorry, um, I didn't print one for you. As soon as I knew Katie was out, I was like, oop, mm, slacking. Well, that's the train trestle. Yeah, I know what a train trestle looks like. Is that okay. the actual Pope-like train trestle? Yes. Man, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, so picture, um, I think of uh, that movie Stand By Me. The train. Tr- I've never seen it. <gasps> Man, that's a whole other thing we got to get into. It wasn't on your list of... It, um, it did make my list, It actually. did make your list? Yep, it's oh. under drama slash crime. Yeah. I have a list of my definitive top five favorite movies in eight different categories. We can Mm. go over that in a bonus episode. All right. So the train trestle was built in the late 1800s. It is 90 feet high in the middle and it is 772 feet long, according to like the official Louisville public site. Some other sources say 742, but I'm going with 772. It's a long damn track. It's a long track. And that trestle is where the legendary Pope Lick Monster is said to live. Is it almost like a... What's it called? A a, a bridge troll? (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. Okay. All right. So... Man, that took me a long time to get there. uh, That's okay. I wrote that in my notes. I was like lives on, on under the trussel like a it's troll? not the bog monster that lives in the swamps it's not a bog monster okay but your jerk is like revealing the shirt every day yeah i keep it. i keep hiding it all right so the public monster is a goat slash sheep man or just a goat man or just a sheep man depending on who you ask he said to have the body of a man and, quote, the lower torso of a goat or sheep, as well as short horns coming out of his forehead. So this is Mr. Tumness. Yeah, although I would argue that lower torso does not mean legs. You should just say legs. Not lower torso. To, your torso is like... Yeah, it's your waist down. No, your torso. Yeah, or your mid-waist down. Yeah. So, no, Mr. Tumnus. No, a tor- I'm saying, I'm arguing with you about the definition of the word torso. Oh, you're saying it's wrong? I think a torso would be if you took all the arms and legs off of something and it was just like this part. Mm. So, lower torso would just be like the crotch area. No, that's called your waist. And then your torso, <laughs> your torso is above your waist to your neck. Well, yeah. Okay. So yeah. lower torso. Yeah. So just split the torso in half. What, uh, what would you say if you said split the torso in half? I would split it hot dog style. Hot dog? What kind of <laughs> monster are you? All right. So yeah, you're correct. We're describing uh, like a fawn, which mm-hmm. is what Mr. Tumnus was. Yeah. Everyone can take a drink because Jarek technically jumped ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, or a satyr, which is the Greek version of a fawn. Yep. Which technically came first. The origin of the monster is also debatable. So some say that he is the product of bestiality between a farmer 
or I, I would argue any person, and a goat or a sheep. Some say he is the reincarnation of a local farmer who made a deal with Satan for immortality and sacrificed goats as part of the deal. That seems like the right one. Doesn't that seem like a crappy deal, though? If you can only be immortal as, like, you live forever as a goat person? You get your own train trestle. (laughs) But you have to be a goat person. That's not that bad. You get to live forever. I don't think living forever is a good deal. All your friends and family die. Then you create new friends and family. <laughs> okay. It's called procreation <laughs> and connections. According to <laughs> according to a local guide on Google reviews named Mark Rogowski Rowe. This is just another origin I found. I don't think that this I don't know that he uh, speaks for the masses here. Mark says that the monster is the ghost of a railroad worker who was drunk on the tracks one night and got stuck, got his legs stuck in the tracks and was killed by a train. So where did the goat come from? I don't know. I don't I don't know what Mark is on about here. All right. So what the monster does, he doesn't just hang out on the tracks. So he uses either hypnosis or voice mimicry, which I hate the idea of voice mimicry. Don't look over my shoulder. Hmm? Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Jerk's looking at stuff in the room. So he'll use either hypnosis, stop, hypnosis or voice mimicry to lure victims onto the trestle. And either they will get out too far and get okay so sorry mm-hmm. they'll either get out too far or they will get stuck and then a train will come and hit them or they'll get out there the monster will appear and <laughs> tie them to the train tracks no. this this was kind of sad and he's essentially like so ugly and horrifying that they jump off the trestle to their deaths which to me sounds like a tragic story of the public monster who's like just trying to make friends and he lures you up there and then he comes out. Hello. And then they're like, oh God, you're so ugly. Hey, it's me. And then they jump off because he's so ugly and he's just like, I'm just trying to make a friend. Some say that if the monster can't get you to jump or if a train isn't coming, which I would say bad timing on his part. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He's got perfect timing because think about all the people that he's already put to their deaths. Well, if he's if he's trying to make a friend, then that's great timing. Yeah, but, but we, if, we if know his, that's not true yeah. because the train normally comes on the times that he shows up. Well, yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying is if if his goal is to kill you mm-hmm. and he can't get you to jump and then also a train isn't coming, that's on him for not timing it better. He's just having a bad day at work. That's okay. all. Okay. Well, whatever. If that doesn't work, he will come after you himself with a, quote, rusty blood-stained axe. So, hold on a second. <laughs> okay. You have this theory that he's just trying to make friends. No, that was just one theory. Okay. There's and multiple. Then, and, then you, and then you say this. There's multiple theories and stories about him Mm -hmm. i don't believe the axe one oh i 
think he's just trying to make friends. So how many people have died on this trestle? We're getting to that. Okay. Everyone take a drink because Jarek's jumping ahead. Not jumping ahead. It's easy common sense for that part. Okay. Well, one completely different version of of what he does it doesn't have to do with luring people onto the trestle. It just says that he, he lives under the trestle and will leap from underneath it onto passing cars. And I don't know what he does to them. Just, I guess, scares the shit out of people. Hmm. The monster became even more popular in 1988 when filmmaker Ron Schildenick released a 16-minute short film called The Legend of the Popelick Monster. That's what I was watching when you came in here earlier. (laughs) You can find it on YouTube, but I'm going to give everyone a short summary. So in this film, they call the monster the Sheep Man, not the Goat Man. And three teenagers, Clancy, Ben, and Kathleen, who's Ben's sister... Go out on the trestle looking for the monster. Is this footage or is this a movie? No, this is a movie. Okay, it's okay. All... I forgot you said it was a yeah. movie. My mistake. According to the movie, mm-hmm. their version of how the uh, monster came about is that a farmer had sex with a sheep. So according to Clancy or someone, I don't know, 25 years ago, from whenever this is supposed to be set... Boy Scouts were camping nearby the trestle and they heard screams at night while they were sleeping. And in the morning, they found slaughtered sheeps all around them. So Ben convinces Clancy... Ben's kind of like the villain. He's Mm -hmm, like a jerk. mm -hmm. Um, He convinces Clancy to go out onto the trestle with him to drink a beer because he's like, it's tradition. And Kathleen, meanwhile, is like, I want to go home. Wait. This is Boy Scouts? No, oh, no. This, these are oh. the teenagers. Oh, the teenagers. The teenagers. How did we... Uh, never mind. The I'm... Boy Scouts was just a story that Ben oh, told. my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. So, Ben goes ahead. He, like, crosses the trestle. Clancy goes out and gets the beer that Ben left for him. He is drinking it. While he's drinking it, the sheep man appears to him. Which yeah. is hilarious. And it either, to me, it looks like it just distracts him. Like, he's so distracted by the appearance of this thing. In retrospect, I guess it could have been, like, hypnotizing him. Yeah, that's what they said it does. I would assume the way it was presented is, like, you're just so shocked to see a sheep man standing there that, well, whatever. your brain takes a minute to recognize what you're seeing. Yeah. But then you have to also, like, rationalize or... So it ke- whatever it makes not him rationalize, st- but you know, kind of like be like, uh, am I really seeing this or am yeah. I not? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that that state of confusion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So while he is distracted by this public monster, um, a train starts coming, um, and Ben has to jump, and he barely survives by hanging onto the side of the trestle. And the film ends with an adult Clancy, who's like the narrator, warning viewers to stay off the trestle, which, of course, in this case, would only encourage people to go up to the trestle, right? Because you've just made a movie about how there's a, a mythical beast that's up there. Yeah. Isn't Shane Smith and the Saints playing in Kentucky? 
I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, we can go to the train trestle and see a goat man. <laughs> you can check those dates and okay. those tickets. All right. So the truth um, about this legend is that it is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. in that... People uh, go and goats? No. Uh-oh. In that the public train trestle has claimed the lives of several people many of whom were only there because of the legend of the monster. Oh, look so, at that. I'm already planning for us to go out there. <laughs> well, so they go there looking for the monster, and mm. then it turns out the train trestle is extremely dangerous. Well, yeah. So I'm going to tell you about a couple of those. On April 23rd, 2016, Raquel Bain, who's 26, and her boyfriend David Nee, who's 41, stopped at the trestle during a trip to Louisville. They had plans to go on a two-hour guided paranormal tour that started at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Um, and I don't know if this tour included the trestle. I don't think it did. I think it was just like one of those... They heard it in passing and they're like, we'll go check it out ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. like the paranormal tour, I don't think the trestle was part of it. They were just on their way to that tour. Mm-hmm. And Raquel had read about Popelik online and so they made a detour beforehand. According to David, the trestle itself looked so rickety and abandoned that he assumed it was out of service. Um, And even though there was a fence with no trespassing signs up, there was a well-worn path around it that led up to the trestle. Raquel wanted to walk across it because she had heard that one of the ways to summon the monster was to walk out to the middle of the trestle. And so they did. And they did not hear the train coming. And when they realized that it was coming and that they were out too far to turn back, David jumped over the side and held onto the metal edge with both arms and one leg. And the train passed so close to him that it grazed his arm. He said he was, quote, hoping Raquel was going to be okay, um, but he had just kind of gone into survival mode. (laughs) But unfortunately, Raquel didn't get out of the way in time. She was struck by the train and thrown off the trestle, and her body was found by fire officials shortly before sunset. What year was this? This was 2016. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe you should plan this at night so that you can see it from a distance. (laughs) Well, the... Or just be in contact with the train track and be like, hey, is there a train coming today well we'll get into this later but it is very much off limits the trestle and you shouldn't go up there yeah (laughs) at all i remember when hannah and i used to take adventures to train tracks and she wanted (laughs) to cross it you talking about the one out over the water yeah i don't think i wanted to cross it yeah you did and i was like this is a bad idea we can get arrested for this (laughs) I'm normally one for adventure like that, but not like... You know what I have found in our almost seven years together? Is you are not one for adventure like that. You are the one that wusses out. I abide by the law, Hannah. Yeah, I know. And that is lame. Uh Uh-huh. How many times have you... I've been arrested a few times. I don't want to go through that process again. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been arrested because I don't get caught. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Just saying. Breaking into abandoned houses. Yeah. Not houses. Uh, buildings. Abandoned, unused, haunted buildings. Yeah, go watch that one on Patreon. Who is the scaredy cat then? You were. 
You were. You were following me and your, how old was she at the time? Like, 11-year-old cousin. Uh-huh. Who was very brave, being uh-huh. like, guys, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. Uh-huh. So we're talking about that. Okay. Well, we're talking for anyone, for Timothy, who's a new patron. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Utah house. Mm-hmm. Our first ever episode. First ever episode. And, uh, like, a year later, we actually went there while we were in Pennsylvania. And we broke in at night and filmed it. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Except that Jarek is a little afraid of the law. <laughs> a little wuss. The law is not the same as it used to be the, back in the day. The whole, spent the whole time worrying about us leaving. Well, if you guys didn't shine your lights through the windows, oh we gosh. would be perfectly We're okay. In the middle of nowhere is uh-huh. fine. Okay. So, in May of 2019, Savannah Bright, who's 15, and her friend Kaylee Keeling who is 16, were walking the trestle shortly after 9 p.m. when a train came down the tracks, and both of the teenagers were hit by the train. Savannah was pronounced dead at the scene, and Kaylee sustained serious injuries. Savannah's parents, um, Savannah's the one that died, later sued the train company for failure to, quote, take measures to keep their daughter and others from accessing the public train trestle. So part of the lawsuit claims that the train was traveling at, quote, greater than rail speed maximums for the train or trestle, sorry, for the track or trestle class. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that was. It also claimed that the train failed to brake, which I don't know how they could prove that. Yeah. And that the tracks themselves are not equipped with safety features such as horns, warning lights, or platforms. Is that what they were suing them on? Yeah, so they're saying that even though their daughter, yes, did something illegal, which is trespassing, the train company has a duty to make it harder (laughs) to access those dangerous things. What are they going to say? Trains two miles away, some people are still going to be like, well, oh, that's a far ways away, but when you're traveling railroad speed. All right, so... Although there are technically gates with a few no trespassing signs um, at the trestle itself, as David pointed out previously, there is a well-worn path around it, meaning it is Mm -hmm. very easily bypassed. And the Courier Journal points out that local residents have noticed that people can and will just park down the road at the Taylorsville English Station and take a short 20-minute walk to the trestle. And if you go that way... There are not any gates or signs like you just kind of end up at the trestle. So in that situation, which I can see, like if you're a teenager and you're just out kind of partying, exploring Mm -hmm. or whatever, I can see like kind of getting to it and not necessarily understanding how dangerous it is. Right. Jefferson Fire Chief Sean F. Dreisbach, who has been with the department for 30 years, says that he does not like to talk about the public monster because he doesn't want to encourage people to look for it. He says that you, this is him just talking about train safety now. Mm -hmm. He says you can't hear the train coming until it's too late. And that despite what is portrayed in movies, you cannot outrun a train. What's that famous movie where they're on a train track, the kids? Stand by me! Oh. (laughs) 
the one I mentioned. I've only seen clips of it. Okay, so. well, we're going to watch it this week. Okay. Do you want to guess how long it takes an average train to stop once they put the brake on? Like, um, what distance do you think I, it travels? I know, I'm okay. thinking, I'm thinking. I'm looking for distance, not time. 150 feet. Sure. I actually have no idea. No. Son of a bitch. Are you serious? You don't know the answer? No, I know the answer, but I don't. I have it at half a mile to a third of a mile. We do have a special guest on today's episode. Yes. If you do hear some weird sounds in the background or some awkward silence, it is Kelly. (laughs) So. Mostly just she'll probably be huffing and puffing. Yep. Or thumping her tail. Yep. Or yawning. Okay, okay, where were we? <clears throat> All right, so we're still on train facts with uh, Fire Chief Dresbeck. Dresbeck. Dresbach. All right, so it takes a train half a mile to a third of a mile to stop. So I looked it up while we were on break. Uh-huh. That's 880 yards is a mile, I believe, or a half a mile. Oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. does sound right. Okay, yeah. sorry. Well, um, so point being that, like, a train cannot just put on the brake and brake and stop. It has to, it takes a, a, a long time. So what you're saying is, is that a train could not put on the brakes and stop. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. According to a retired train engineer, Wayne Gentry, who drove the train, is that what engine, is that how you, what you would say? Drove the train? Conducted the train? Conducted the train? Steered the train? Steered. Whatever. He would take the train on routes that took it across the trestle for several years. And, by the way, uh, this poor man is in therapy. I know. um, To forget about all of the people that he saw leap to their probable deaths at the sight of his train coming. I mean, it's not his fault. I know it's not his fault. But can you imagine that, like just being a hazard of your job is that you just have to see like you just might see someone on the tracks and you know that you're either going to hit them or they're probably going to jump to their death. Yeah. I, I, I see that now. Yeah. So according to Wayne, who we hope is doing okay, it takes only 15 seconds for the train to cross the trestle. So I did that math. The train would be traveling at 51 feet per second, which is 35 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And in case you're wondering, Usain Bolt ran the 100 meter in 2009 at approximately 23 miles per hour. Which means unless you're... Unless you're Usain Bolt. No, unless you're faster, unless you're significantly faster than the fastest man on record, you're not outrunning that train. Unless you're Usain Bolt, you still don't have a chance. Yeah. Even you are being Usain Bolt. If you have cheetah speed, you're all right. Or dingo speed. Okay. So, also according to Wayne, he would sound his horn when he approached the trestle, which I was confused because I thought there was no horn. And No, they're talking about horns being, like, warning horns at the, like, probably at the intersections, almost like there's gates at intersections with cars and stuff. Yeah, but are there horns on regular ones? No, but I'm assuming that maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know. Also, in his 34 years as an engineer, Wayne was involved in 43 collisions. Um, Not all of those were on the trestle. And he said that many engineers either stopped going over the trestle or requested new positions because of the trauma of just hitting people, I guess. Um, And he said essentially all you can do when you see someone is pull the emergency brake and hope that you stop in time. Which you have half a mile to stop. So you have to hope that you see that person soon enough and that they either get out of the way or run fast enough to make it. So, in 2000, a 19-year-old girl fell to her death when she encountered the train on the trestle. In 1994, a man was driving his ATV over the trestle, which sounds like a bad idea anyways. I mean, those those can reach top speed. Did he make it out alive? He overturned his ATV while he was up there and got stuck. Oh. And then was hit by the train. Oh. And in 1988... A 17-year-old named Jack Charles Baum, who went by JC, was hit and killed by a train while trying to cross. Um, Countless others have had near misses and have had to be rescued from the track. For example, on December 27th of 1993, four teenagers and five young adults were crossing the trestle when a train came. And they all managed to get off in time except for one of the teens who had to be rescued from the side of the trestle. And Fire Chief Dresbick recalled that the 80-foot ladder that they used to rescue her barely reached. Because remember, it's a 90-foot yeah. trestle. Well, then there's helicopters where they can just... I don't know that they have those in Poplick. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I don't know. They would call in the Coast Guard. All right, so back to our monster. Kentucky does not have helicopters, <laughs> stated by Hannah. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Not in flying distance, at least. Okay. It's whatever. All right. So we know from our bonus episode about the Schumann mm-hmm. slash humanzy slash manpansy episode that there's not going to be a human goat or human sheep hybrid. Well, you don't know if they tested that or not. I mean, I'm... they just tested with chimpanzees i'm pretty sure what i learned my my limited genetics that i learned about Mm -hmm. means that Mm -hmm. that wouldn't work Mm -hmm. however there are several animals that can mimic human voices which i find terrifying all right so parrots obviously Mm -hmm. duh crows and ravens Mm -hmm. which are the coolest ones Mm -hmm. okay ready for this one is it a bird or is it a mammal it's a mammal. Okay. You want to guess? Yeah. Give me a second to guess. All right. I can edit this down to, like, being exactly right. Seals. No, shut up, you dummy. I'm going to edit that, too. No. Yep. Go ahead okay. and say, wow, that's so good. <laughs> no. Did, did I get it? No. Did I? No. I didn't? No. In 1978, there was a harbor seal at the Boston New England Aquarium named Hoover that learned how to mimic human voices. Mm. He would greet aquarium employees and patrons with phrases like, hello there, how are you? Or, come over here! Or, get out of here! Or, give me fish, damn it. (laughs) But he would talk with a thick New England accent. What year was this? 1978. 
Is there videos of this? Um, yes. Is this what you're about to show me? I'm about to share the audio with you. What just happened? That was the seal. That was crazy. I know! You might want to put that into a separate audio. I don't think we can Or we'll just it. share the we'll yeah, share the YouTube. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. So that link obviously is in the show notes if yeah. you're interested. But that sounded like a person, right? Yeah, no, that did sound like a person. I listened to it. It sounded like those old school radios. Like, yeah. hello, welcome back to... Yeah. yeah. I listened to it probably six or seven times trying... Because I was like, when does the seal come in? If you don't... Mm, Oh, I see what you're saying. I was going to say, but if you don't know that this is somebody trying to... I think if you listen to it out of context and you don't know it's a seal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would think it's a person. Yeah. Which... I can see that. ...is terrifying. Okay, so obviously also demons can mimic voices of loved ones, so that's always on the table. Yeah, but they always have the grovel voice no, they attached to it, too. <laughs> no, they don't. I've been a demon this whole time. No. See, you, you, you're no kind of reverberating in my head. <laughs> Speaking of demons, the whole goat human thing kind of reeks of demonic stuff. Mm-hmm. The cloven hooves yep. and all that awful stuff. In Greek mythology, the satyr was originally depicted. So satyr is the Greek version of the fawn, which is what Mr. Tumnus was. Mm-hmm. So fawns are Roman satyrs are greek stop doing that jerick is just staring at stuff it's not there so in greek mythology the satyr was originally depicted as having the ears tail and sometimes leg legs sorry both legs of a horse with um bestial faces Mm -hmm. so like snub noses and just like kind of yeah non-human faces um, and they gradually took on less horse-like qualities and more goat-like qualities. But satyrs are known for their love of wine, dancing, and music, and also for having huge erections and for sexually assaulting women. So, I like wine. I dislike dancing, so I'm already, yeah, I'm out of it. I, I'm not going to comment on the other things. Well, it doesn't get past the dancing part, so I'm pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say that you like wine. I say I would say that you, you, you are just you are on board that you. I'm not a demon. You drink. <laughs> well, satyrs aren't demons. They're oh yeah, they're mythical. They're Greek creatures. I'm not a satyr. So, <laughs> my note says, uh, satyrs are scary and predatory in their own way, but I would say not related to the public monster yeah there is an alleged goat man in prince george's county maryland um legends of that date back to the 1970s and it is thought to be responsible for the deaths of local dogs no kelly i got you although it was later determined that the dogs were likely hit by trains Kelly, I'm sorry. It's hard to do this with your dog sitting right in front of you. Um, I also don't know how trains came into it again. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Weird. This goat man is alleged to have a human face and possibly body, but is covered in hair. And some versions describe him more like the Poplic 
satyr fawn uh, creature. To the best of my research, there have not been any known sightings of the Pope Lick Monster. I can't really figure out what the significance of, like, the association with a goat mm-hmm. or the sheep is other than... Satanic stuff. Yeah, and my understanding is that, like, maybe perhaps it started as a sheep man. Yeah. In which case, I have no idea where that came from. Maybe it was a guy that was playing a prank that just happened to be there one time, you know, of a person that survived. Who knows? I don't know. So, in conclusion, there are at least two legends of a goat or sheep-like creature mm-hmm. that terrorizes and or kills people or animals has there any has there been one where he's killed with whatever weapon he had the axe yeah no mm. i don't think so that reminds me of the bunny man yeah which i think there's just a thing about people hiding under bridges with axes yeah that, that we're all scared of but two doesn't make a pattern so Right. You have to have three for a pattern. It may have started as a cautionary tale to keep teenagers off of the Popelick train trestle, but it has very definitely backfired as the legend is seemingly the only draw to the trestle. And the train trestle itself is extremely dangerous and no one should attempt to walk across it. But... In my opinion, the train company should also have some extra precautions in place, such as lights or horns and platforms, so that when teens or other thrill seekers do inevitably bypass the gates, let me finish. No, because that's going to lead to more people going out there. Stop. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay. So that when teens do inevitably bypass the gates and warnings, they aren't paying for it with their lives. That, I get that, but that's, like, that's going to bring more people out there. Here's what I think. I think they should increase, I think they should make it harder to get up there. Like, Mm -hmm. they should definitely, like, fortify the, I don't know, like, make, I don't, I don't know how the gate is set up, but, like, make it harder to get up. Trains don't make a sound. How, like, maybe some of these times that people get hit, they're just, don't know what's coming besides the horn. Yeah. By the time you hear the horn. It's too late. You don't know which direction this train is coming from. Is it but, a passenger train or is it a freight train? Wait. I think it's a freight train. Yeah. I would say make it very, make it difficult to get up there. Make it more difficult to get up there. Put more warnings out there mm-hmm. so that people understand it's an active um, railroad. Yeah. Because I think especially people from out of town who maybe only know about the monster. Locals obviously know it's an active train track right right but do more to make people well, aware people that coming out of town knowing that there's a monster up there that a lot of people i'm pretty sure they know it's active i think that's the attractiveness well, to it no because the the very first one about um about raquel and david um they said that they thought that the railroad was inactive because it looked so abandoned oh yeah so i think they should make it harder for harder to get up there Mm -hmm. but i think because 
they know at this point that people are going up there. Right. They've tried to discourage it. They know it's not working. So people are going to go up there. Right. It's kind of like the whole don't preach abstinence, like don't teach abstinence, only teach safe sex because kids are going to have sex anyways. (laughs) I don't care what you think. You can shake your head, but I think that's true. It's like people are going to do it anyways, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean they should die for doing it. They should be hit with yeah. a fine for trespassing. Uh-huh. Yes. They shouldn't. They don't deserve to be hit by a train and killed. Right. So having platforms up there, like Savannah Bright's parents said, if there had been a platform, she wouldn't have died because when the train came, she could have mm-hmm. gotten onto the platform. Anyways, that's the legend of nice. the public monster of Kentucky. Not what I had in mind. I know. Weird, right? Yeah. Weird yeah. name. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and say our socials? Nope, you're Katie for today. You get to do our socials. I represented as Jarek. <laughs> All right. If you want to find us or follow us on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram at the Tales We Tell Podcast. If you don't do social media, we also have a website, the Tales We Tell Podcast.com. We have a Patreon if you want to join Patreon and support us. You can get on patreon.com, search the Tales We Tell podcast, be like Timothy, get uh, some shout outs and some love and some stickers. If you want to get yourself some sweet, sweet swag, you can get on redbubble.com, search the Tales We Tell podcast. You can get, we have several different logos. You can get them on hats, shirts, bags, water bottles. If you want to just talk to us, feel free to message us (laughs) at any time and we will respond back. Oh yeah. You can message us on any of those. We have a contact us form on our website. You can also email us at the Tales We Tell podcast at gmail.com, which reminds me, Tony, I have not forgotten about your joke. I'm just waiting for Katie to come back to tell it. Yes. And because I don't, I'm not wasting that on Jarek. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) But you can also message us on Instagram and Facebook. There are a couple of listeners that we talk to fairly regularly on those. And we love hearing from them. We do love hearing from you guys. It literally makes my day, and it's the only reason I write these episodes is for you guys. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Jarek, for stepping in. No problem. Thank you, Kelly, for being relatively quiet for the last 20 minutes. She's It's her dinner time, so she wants food. And we will see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.